You've worked hard for your money. Now it's time to make it work even harder for you. With Discover Cashback Debit, everyone can get cash back on everyday debit card purchases with no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. You know, traditional wedding, what is a traditional wedding? What is a non-traditional wedding? And I think it's kind of up to you, but if you say you're having a non-traditional wedding and you're still having a ceremony, a cocktail hour, and a reception, you, my friends, are still having a traditional wedding. A wedding itself is a tradition. So you're having a traditional wedding by having a wedding. So non-traditional weddings are like eloping, doing something on a cliffside, doing something under a waterfall. Those are just interesting locations. But if under the waterfall, you go to a cabin and you have a reception, kind of a traditional wedding, just not to ruffle any feathers, just saying. So on today's episode, we have someone who wanted to do an EDM music festival wedding. And what I realized, she was having some back and forth on trying to make her wedding look like what she thought a wedding had to be. A wedding doesn't have to be or look or sound like anything. All you have to do to have be considered a wedding is to get married. And to get married is the easiest part of actually having a wedding. So if you're like, how do I make this look like a wedding? That's your first problem. How do I make this day look like me? How do I make this celebration reflect myself and my partner? Those are the questions you should be asking. So we're going to deep dive into this episode, which I am very excited about because we talk a little about just let it go. You already know in your mind what it is that you want to do or experience for your day. But for some reason, there's something in the ether that's outside of you that's keeping you from doing what you want to do. Why? Who are you trying to impress? Whose voice is in the back of your mind that's telling you you can't do that? And who is the wedding police that's going to come in and somehow say, this is an illegal wedding because you didn't have a cocktail hour. I haven't met a wedding police officer as of yet, and I've been doing weddings for a long time. So all I say is do what you want to do and stop letting other people impact your decisions. This is your day, especially if you're paying for it. If someone else is paying for it, then that's, that's you got to figure that out. That's on you. But if you guys are shelling out your own dough, why are you trying to make your wedding look like Pinterest? or something that should be on Instagram. It should reflect you. And I have a feeling when you keep aiming for these Pinterest weddings or these Instagram weddings, that's what keeps marking your budget up. Do the wedding the way you want to, and you could probably spend a lot less money if you made it look the way you actually wanted it to look. Or maybe not, because maybe you are a Pinterest person and you're like, I want this, this, this. And yeah, that costs half a million dollars, sis. Love you. But yes, lean into what you want. If you want it to be outside and you want it to look like a picnic and you want it to be relaxing, let it be just that. It doesn't have to be something to be considered a wedding. It, it's a wedding because it's just a wedding. And your friends want to walk in and say, yo, this is so them. That's what you want. All right, let's get into this week's episode. Hello, Winter. Hi. It is such a pleasure to be here Hi. with you today. I'm very much looking forward to this. And um, as some of you guys may know as, as former guests, but we do kind of like a pre-screening calls. I get to talk to some of you guys before you're on the podcast. 
And we did not get to talk before this conversation. No, we didn't. So I'm going in cold turkey a bit. And I, I'm I'm excited to unpack in real <laughs> life with you. You ready? <laughs> I am so ready. Let's do this. <laughs> Let's do it. All right, Winter, tell me about your partner. My partner's name is Alex. He and I have been together for three years, and we are getting married on our anniversary next year in June 2024. Mm, how did you guys meet? Um, we both work at a dance cardio fitness uh, company in <laughs> New York City. Um, I am an instructor, and he is one of the live DJs who provides musical accompaniment. So he was hired and assigned mm. to my class. <laughs> so you guys met in real life. We did wow. in the wild. <laughs> that's, that's so cool. You're giving people hope. Well, you gave me hope. Um, everyone <laughs> listening is probably engaged. All right, cool. So, <laughs> so you and Alex, you were bumping and grinding and he was playing the beats and he was like, yo, sis, like, let's talk. Mm -hmm. um, and you guys met, well, three years ago, that was Right before oh, the pandemic. Yeah. Right before the pandemic. <laughs> yes. Uh, pandemic like, definitely. It, in public. <laughs> it definitely accelerated things for sure. Okay. <laughs> How did y'all meet then? But mm -hmm. cool, cool, cool. All right. So talk to me about this wedding because y'all sound like some fun people. So talk to me about the wedding. Where is it? How many people? Yeah, so we are both native New Yorkers, so it will be in Long Island City, Queens, with a beautiful view of the Manhattan skyline, and there will be around 200 people. We're pushing that envelope pretty, <laughs> pretty, pretty quickly. We both have big families, so. Okay. It's, yeah. All right, cool. And what's the intention behind having a wedding and not eloping? That's a great question. So um, as you know, we our relationship mostly blossomed during the pandemic. And so we didn't necessarily have an opportunity always to mm. celebrate our special moments in our relationship with our community. We both have uh, large families and large groups of friends with whom we are very delighted to celebrate our relationship in ways <laughs> that we couldn't before. Um, and also, I think the pandemic just both made us realize how important those communities are to us. So the intention is really to be a joyous gathering of our friends and family and also definitely a party because that's how we met and we just want to keep the party going for as long as we can. <laughs> All right. I love this. And that sounds like my kind of party. So you guys are going to definitely bring the vibes. It's going to be lots of dancing. Talk to me about where the wedding is and what's the venue and anything that happened with the venue. Yeah. So we had an interesting situation happen to us recently. Hmm. Um, we actually booked uh, our original venue this November prior to getting officially engaged because we were spooked by the pandemic kind of pushing a lot of mm. uh, wait lists for venues out. So we wanted to be ahead of the game. Mm -hmm. We thought we were doing so great. Um, and unfortunately, <laughs> the day before my 30th birthday, the venue notified us that they were closing and canceled our <laughs> wedding on us. So we had to regroup. Um, but we ended up finding a beautiful raw space um, that's actually a converted old jam factory that has these gorgeous high ceilings, mm. open windows, views of the skyline, and very much has an industrial warehouse feel, which is perfect for us because our wedding will be okay. EDM music festival themed. So 
Hey, hey. <laughs> All right. I love it. I love that. Um, and you guys are working with a planner? We are, yes. Okay, yeah. cool. So you've got you've got some guidance because you're working in a blank space. So right now, what are your and understanding your planner is probably answering some amazing questions um, and leading the charge here. What what about what what initial questions do you think you have right now that's outstanding? Yeah. So one of the main questions that I had had to do with our theme. Um, so we are very fortunate in the fact that we know a lot of DJs personally. And one of the really cool things about bringing our theme to life is that several of them will be playing back to back sets uh, over the course of mm. the reception as the entertainment. And so in okay. keeping with that music festival theme, but also fully acknowledging that this is still a wedding and not straight up a music festival, <laughs> um, I was wondering how, how we might go about striking that balance of with elements of decor or party accessories and favors or just little touches here and there, how to thread that needle of making the theme feel palpable, but also it still being a wedding. So I have a very interesting question because when people are like, a wedding can be anything you want it to be. So then mm. I, I want to pose the question to you of like, what do you think a wedding has to look like and why can't it look exactly how you want it to look as the EDM festival party? That's, I think I needed to hear that. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is really helpful. Um, I think that having been to some, more traditional weddings. I think my expectation is just mm. that I am I'm meant to kind of carry out the reception portion mm. of this uh, accordingly. But I think that you're absolutely right. Okay. There's no reason why it can't be kind of a, a less formal uh, party in that regard. And so, yeah, I, yeah. I'm open-minded to that for sure. Yeah. And I think a lot of times everyone, since a lot of us have been to weddings and we go on Pinterest and we're following the Instagrams and the TikToks, there's such a focus on what quote unquote, a traditional wedding should look like. Absolutely. When in theory, a traditional wedding is just a ceremony, a cocktail hour reception. What it mm -hmm. looks like is completely up to you. Mm -hmm. um, and even making it untraditional means mixing up those things and just having one or the other or not anything at all. So I would say lean into exactly what you want this to look like for you because it is your wedding. And there's mm -hmm. no one that comes in and says, this isn't a wedding because it doesn't have this. There's no one that's going to devalue any of it because mm -hmm. it doesn't have certain key markers that are quote unquote traditional. The only thing that would deem this not a wedding is if you didn't get married. And I think you're <laughs> planning on doing that. Yes. Oh, yes. So hopefully that will, that will be a big part of it. <laughs> if there's a marriage license, I think you got, that's all that it is. Other sure. than that, it's just a really great party with good food and community and family and love. And I think however you mm. want to decorate that is completely up to you. But I'm really excited because this sounds like something that you're leaning into that is true to you, which is going to make it even more fun for you to carry out. So let's talk about some of the ideas that you're having right now, and maybe what I can answer for you is the logistics behind it. Mm -hmm. 
Generation Tux understands that coordinating suit and tux looks for your wedding party can be overwhelming. That's why they make it easy, convenient, and stress-free with online suit and tux rentals that allow you to do everything online from the comfort of your own home. Generation Tux specializes in high-quality men's formal wear rentals, starting at $149.00 and award-winning five-star customer service. You can choose from 25 styles of suits and tuxedos and thousands of accessory color combinations. Test drive your wedding looks with a free home try-on and swatches for color matching your wedding hues. When you rent with Generation Tux, you'll experience a fully online platform with a guaranteed fit algorithm. They basically make coordinating your wedding party's rentals a breeze with groomsman management tools. Best of all, you and your wedding party will receive round-trip shipping with head-to-toe looks delivered 14 days in advance. And you can try Generation Tux for yourself by visiting GenerationTux.com. Build your head-to-toe looks, get free swatches, a free home try-on, and manage your entire wedding party online. That's G-E-N-E-R-A-T-I-O-N-T-U-X.com. Whenever I'm working with a new couple, the first thing I tell them is, do not walk, run, make sure that your registry is with Zola, go do it now, period. But little did I know, Zola can help you plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. They're way more than a registry. So they've got free planning tools like a customizable checklist. You can do websites. You can find venues and vendor discovery. Like there's there's so many things that are accessible on Zola. So everything on Zola is designed to make your wedding journey as easy as possible and with invites that are fun to create And of course, my favorite, the wedding registry, packed with gifts you actually want. Zola can take you basically from save our date to thank you so much without even breaking a sweat. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go. Game changer. Zola makes wedding planning easy and stress-free. They're the first and only stop you need to make on your wedding planning journey. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Zola will give you expert guidance and unparalleled support. Their wedding pros are on call to walk couples from question to answer anytime. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. All right, so let's talk about some of the some of the ways that you're formatting the event. And maybe we can talk about some of the logistics behind it so that you you don't miss out on the formalities of the wedding. What are your thoughts? Yeah. So for our reception, we were planning on having uh, a couple speeches towards the beginning, the first dance. There's a large question about when to eat and whether or not there should Mm. be a formal period for doing so, um, or whether that should just kind of be because we're doing a buffet, eat at your own leisure as we all dance. Yes. Um, But for a huge chunk of the night, um, there will be an emphasis on our DJs. I I have a lot of dancer friends, so on the dancing as well. So yeah, I guess a huge question that I did have is just when to fit in all of those elements. Do we need a formal eating period? Uh, Yes and no. You can... so like Southern weddings and just larger scale weddings sometimes have like this concept of people flow in and flow out and everyone Mm -hmm. just eats whenever. But I think since you're focusing more on like a music festival, I would say focus on making it so that there's actual emphasis on when that DJ is playing kind of deal. 
Um, mm -hmm. So that way they get their own spotlight. Run me backwards to your ceremony and your cocktail hour and what that experience is like for those elements. Yeah. So our ceremony, we're intending for it to be around an hour long. Wow. That's the first time I'm hearing that. <laughs> <laughs> it will be Everyone slightly on the more traditional side. <laughs> <laughs> I love a long say. I love an actual ceremony that has some breath, some depth, some meat to it. I I love your wedding. I like oh, if you. I were to do, I lo I love a long like y'all are getting married. Like I want to earn the party on the other end. I don't exactly. want this 15 minute we in bye. Like <laughs> let these people know we gave our lives today. So talk to me about your hour long ceremony. I'm going to let you finish. Absolutely. Yeah. So we we have a similar thought process. We're only doing it once. This is the reason ostensibly why we're all gathered here today. So why not just kind of like make a big scene out of that commitment uh, or make a moment out of it. Um, so we also have uh, a large kind of multicultural family and there are a lot of cultural mm. traditions that we want to blend in. Um, Alex is okay. Jewish, so we'll be doing some Jewish traditions. Um, I am African-American and Peruvian, so we'll be jumping the broom. There's a tradition in Peru where um, couples bury dolls that represent themselves with uh, plant seeds to represent kind of mm. like the growth of their life together as a couple. And that actually ties into <gasps> our party favors. We'll be giving people little packets of seeds. Um, so as an eco-friendly, but also culturally relevant favor that hopefully people will actually use to plant some, some greenery. I love. Yeah. So our, our focus will be I think like we already are giving a lot of focus and time to the more traditional elements within the mm. ceremony. So I think that you're right. There is probably some room to play a little bit more with the reception and, and getting a little yeah. bit more, more experimental with the party. So who's doing your catering and are they doing a, like, a, are you doing a more traditional cocktail hour where you want to have like past foods or will it be more stations or will you be using the buffet also to serve out cocktail hour food? We will be doing past hors d'oeuvres for our okay. cocktail hour. We have an out, uh, outside catering company coming in. Um, okay. We will be present for our cocktail hour and doing most yes. of our photos prior. Uh, I want to <laughs> whoop it up with my friends and have a shot right yes. after that ceremony just as much as they yep. do. So we we will also be kind of like using that time to, to connect with our guests um, and hopefully start the party atmosphere from that point okay. forward. Love. And I think we we just did an episode recently about food and beverage and how at, like after just a 15, 20 minute ceremony, people are fairly ravenous. So you can anticipate mm -hmm. that after an hour long, like, you know, have the, ha the food should be ready because they going to be ready. So let's, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think this is going to be great having the past apps and talk to me about the space. Is this cocktail hour space, is it in the same space as your reception or how, how are you signifying the difference? Yeah. So we will be getting married on a pier right next to the warehouse space. Okay. Um, literally right next to it. Um, the, the warehouse okay. is on the water. Um, and then okay. we will be moving just a couple steps uh, to a next a neighboring outdoor space for the cocktail hour and then moving inside for the reception. So we're just uh, gradually moving inward. 
It's going to be perfect. I already, I already <laughs> see this. This is spectacular. You're going to have three <laughs> different spaces so you can create three different sets of surprise and delight, which is absolutely paramount when you're doing a theme wedding like this. So that way, when they walk into the reception, that you should go ham on making that feel as music festival as possible. Because the wedding that you're having in your mind of like, oh, it should look like this, you're going to get that from ceremony and cocktail mm -hmm. hour. That reception mm -hmm. should represent you in as much as it can. Like, go wild. I would say mm. open those doors and let people feel like, yo, we, oh, like they, you want that, that crazy delight of surprise. Mm -hmm. And what you're also creating with 200 people and the fact that you guys are dancers and the fact that you're basically having entertainment, lean into that station feel of like, you're standing in line kind of at a music festival, but you're still dancing. You don't care when the food's coming because you're still having a great time. You're at the bar doing your thing. I would say lean mm -hmm. into how you're designing the food stations to make them a little bit more cool and interactive as you would have maybe at a music festival and maybe reference some of the music festivals you guys have attended in the past and maybe using really cool brandings and logos, but maybe using your your initials instead and maybe your date instead. Yeah. Like what are your thoughts about really making the decor of the environment really lean into that festival? I absolutely love that. And I think that you're so right. So much of the experience of going to a festival is not just being in front of the artist, but it's all of the little things that happen throughout your day. Like, as you said, bopping along to whatever music is playing in that background while yeah. you're waiting for your food or your drink or something. So yeah. I, I love that. Um, and being intentional about like, and reflective about what that experience is like and trying to replicate that throughout all the little touches I think will be important. As far as the decor goes, I think that I'm just now starting to feel like mm. through our conversation, I can break out of the box a little bit. Like I had these ideas initially of like putting little disco balls in a vase instead of flowers as like table centerpieces. And at first I was like, oh, I don't know, is that too out there? But I think you're right. I should just go for it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Yeah. Like, And also play with the funness of the experience of going to a music festival. Like mm -hmm. maybe your escort board or how people are finding their cards, understanding they're coming from a fairly traditional experience. They don't know what's in front of them or what the fun is ahead. So it's like mm -hmm. the first touch point could be the escort board has um, like cool wristbands that have their names on them. And maybe... Right. Um, they're all different colors and they glow in the dark and people are taking them off. Like, what is, this is weird. This is different. <laughs> but when you slide those doors open, it's like the music's going, you've got really colorful linens. The food stations are really like varied and different. And it's like, don't try and be cookie cutter on the sake of just being cookie cutter. Like, cause you think it's safe. Have mm -hmm. fun. This is the only time you're going to be able to do that. So when it comes to the formalities of it and the logistics of it, it's like, let's have them interact with some escort moment or try and find their their way if you want to. But at the same time, I don't think you should feel understanding it's a big dancing crowd. I don't think you should feel like you should have a plated, everyone has to find a seat. I would say lean into the lounges, lean into creating VIP sections, lean into mm -hmm. creating, you know, your high boys, maybe with some bar stools. You do run a fine line when you ha don't have seating for everyone. You want to think about your more mature people. You want to think about people who may be expecting. So you want to give seating for somewhere around 70% if you can, understanding that 30% are probably going to always be on the dance floor, give or take. You know, people switch out. Someone stands up, another person sits down. So 
try to do your best to give ample seating, but get creative in the way you create that seating or resting moment. Because it doesn't always have to be true chairs. It can be benches. It could be poofs. It could be mm-hmm. large cubes that are different colors. So I would say think about your the times you've gone to music festivals, what did you sit down on? And if you sat down on the ground, get blankets, get, you know, get <laughs> really sure fun with it. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're just sitting on the floor. Like, and mm-hmm. I think you're, and I mean, you can talk about communication and how you prepare guests for an informal type of ceremony or reception like this. Like don't come with a super tight dress and like the 10 inch heels, like come ready right. to have a good time. And I think you would find you would find you're going to have a lot more fun because I think exactly what you're looking for in the design is already in your head. You're just afraid to actually lean into it because you think it has to look a certain way. Yes. Yes. And I I really do appreciate that encouragement to just <laughs> be myself and put it all out there for people to see. Um, and the idea of creating these little moments of intrigue throughout the cocktail hour was something I had not thought about before, which is, is so fascinating to me. I'm really sprinkle. looking forward to, to thinking about that some more. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say, think of attire for your service people as well. Um, mm. So talk to your creative partners and like, because we're good for just showing up in all black or a good navy. But if you want us to look a certain way, like if you want us to wear ball, ball caps and, you know, wear overall, wear, whatever it may be, talk to even your service staff for the, how they're serving the food. What do people at EDM festivals usually wear? Maybe make them wear something like that. Make sure your DJ is looking super spicy. So mm-hmm. sometimes decor isn't necessarily on like the things that people touch and interact with. Sometimes it's a lot of what the behind the scenes folks that are interacting with the event look like as well. So talk to your caterer and be like, would you guys be open to wearing cool t-shirts that might have our logo on them or something along yeah. those lines? Wow. So cool. I had never <laughs> even thought it never crossed my mind, but brilliant. <laughs> Nadri knows it's important to find the perfect finishing touch for your wedding day. Even if you've already spent most of your budget on the dress, the venue, etc. I mean, you deserve a little sparkle. So that's why Nadri creates the most stunning, highest quality fashion jewelry with show-stopping sparkles, often mistaken for real diamonds. Let's get real. You need to accessorize for the engagement party, bridal shower, rehearsal dinner, the wedding, and the honeymoon. Thankfully, Nadri has you covered with the perfect jewels for every occasion. Plus, if you need to find the perfect bridal party or mother of the bride gifts, Nadri's got you covered. Nadri jewelry is meticulously made like fine jewelry using the highest grade materials to ensure durability, shine, and that show-stopping sparkle that the brand is so well known for. When it comes to jewelry for your big day, you were in the best hands with Nadri. And best of all, you get 20% off your first order with code BETCHESBRIDE, valid now through June 30, 2024 discount must be entered at checkout and cannot be combined with any other offer, promotion, or discount. Try Nadri for yourself by visiting nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Learn more, find the perfect jewelry, and take the quiz to find out your bridal style on Nadri's wedding shop page. All new customers will get 20% off their first order on nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. That's nadri.com slash discount slash Betches Bride. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. 
you can get your choice of any six styles. You choose whatever you want to rent for whatever you have going on. It's totally up to you. There are no parameters. You get access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees. There's no late fees, no damage fees, no fees to pause or cancel. So no big deal if you like lose a button. Uh-oh, I spilled something on it. Or you just need to take a break. They have inclusive sizing all the way up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. You always have the option to buy what you love for sometimes up to 75% off. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's Newly with two U's and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code BRIDES20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. All right, so let's get back to logistics. Mm-hmm. People walk in. I would say hold the food just a little bit. Okay. And because they're coming from cocktail hour, they're not going to be super duper hungry. They're going to be hungry, but not they, they're, they're okay for now. Mm-hmm. Generally with food stations, what we do is get people in the room, have them acclimate themselves, get, get sorted. And then I would say open with a welcome. And just mm. I always opening with a welcome is really easy. But what you can do if you want people to move from space to space, consider having that welcome at the cocktail hour as somebody Mm -hmm. who can be the voice of like, all right, we're so excited to have this wedding. We cannot wait to celebrate you. We're so excited, yada, yada, yada. And then they invite guests to find their way into the fun room. And then that way, the welcome's already done. They walk into the room. You guys softly walk into room. Everyone's clapping. That way it's you're keeping the energy going. No one needs to find a seat because they're like, where do we sit? It just keeps the flow going. Gotcha. <laughs> just walk in, have your first dance, which I'm sure is going to be choreographed or something super it's spectacular. It's going to be very elaborate. Yeah. <laughs> I had a feeling. Um, have all your crew come out, do their little flash mob, whatever they're about to do too, because I have a feeling you're going to do something saucy there. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> Like, I see where this is going. Mm-hmm. Um, and then get into a good dance set. And then what you can do is then invite everyone to... I, well, sometimes you don't necessarily have to invite people. You just open the stations and you have your... If you start to eat, they will start to eat. So ah. I think there's a, a there's a world in which you, you kind of... People do what you do as a bride, mm-hmm. as a groom, as a nearly wed, as anyone. They follow what you're doing. So if you're happy, if you're engaging, if you're dancing, they will do exactly what you're doing. If you take a break and go eat, they will do that. But mm-hmm. I would say get a little bit of dancing up. Let's have a maybe 10, 15 minute dance set. And then you can calm it down. And I would say you guys take the mic. Got it. Thank everyone so much for coming. Open the food stations. Have the DJ play kind of a more mellow tune to get people, all right, we've danced. Now go find some food. (laughs) Get your groove back. And then at that point, I would have someone do a a slight toast once you see everyone is kind of done with the lines. Mm. Have someone up and, and maybe try and do your toast back to back. Because as a dancing crowd, you never want to take people up and then bring them back down again. Right, right. This meal time should be the only time that you've brought them up and brought them down. Mm-hmm. And then let that thing coast for the rest of the night. And then those those DJ transitions, those can naturally be times to have mm-hmm. toast if you have a lot of toast. But I would say use your Friday before as a good time to get a majority of that out of the way. Mm, okay. And then tell your, yeah, tell your speakers to, 
pretend they're at a music festival, like walk out and be like, yo, 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 like, like make it like <laughs> they got to the play in it. Yeah. They're the hype man. They got to, they got to <laughs> play the part. Like don't come here. Like I remember what, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Play the part, at yeah. least open with play the part. And then you can go into your sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> okay. Speaking of DJs and transitions, Alex is a DJ and has requested Mm. to provide some of the musical accompaniment for the evening. I see your face. A similar face to what I I take it. (laughs) So, so yeah, what are your thoughts on like bride and or groom providing entertainment during the night? Don't mind it at all. Okay. With that, sometimes if you provide too much entertainment where people are required to watch and they don't get to engage. Right. It becomes more, it becomes too theatrical and it's not fun. As mm-hmm. someone who loves to dance, I'm like, okay, I'm down for watching you guys do your first dance, like the parent dances and maybe a little something else. But it's like, then you invite the wedding party to do something. And then another person comes and does something. And then right. I'm like, when do I get to be free? <laughs> <laughs> so, yes. So I would say yes. Yes on the performance on if they're playing an instrument or if they're, if he wants to DJ, let him do his set because people can dance while he's doing his set. Right. But if it requires people to be attentive, you ke- you want to mitigate the times that you're making people stop and go and stop mm-hmm, and go. Mm-hmm. So yeah. do as much of your stop and go during food because they're naturally like, I'm eating, I'm drinking, I can't really give it my all anyway right now. But once mm-hmm. those plates are down, don't stop me again. I'm here. I'm here for the, I'm here all night. Don't, I'm only going to take a break to get water and right. go to the bathroom. Right. <laughs> so I would say find find the right time for him to go on. And maybe that's a closer to the end set. Mm-hmm. If he's a heavy drinker, closer to the beginning set <laughs> so he can get it out the way and then be attentive. Right. Um, but I would say also work with the DJ people because he might have to feel it. Okay. And if he's like, we'll play, we'll play that out on the day. That's definitely something that I would play out on the day. Okay. Too. Okay. Because emotions all, are weird. <laughs> yes, yes. That is all good to know. I was thinking about maybe doing a little practicing and hopping on there for a minute myself. So oh! <laughs> I think that would be really cool if the both of you could be up there as mm-hmm. guests walk in. Yeah. Oh, I hadn't thought about it at that point. So but like you sense. like cocktail, cocktail 45, you guys go get stationed, do your big reveal, work with your wedding planner, see the room in all its glory. And then you have the headset on. He's got whatever he's doing. Like, make it a cool, like, and for the first time, someone's introducing the both of you and you guys are in that booth, like, rocking it. I think that would be really cool and welcoming your guests into your party. I love that. And it also says so much about how we got together in the first place. So. (laughs) And that, I mean, with a wedding, you want everyone to say, this is so them. Mm -hmm. That's -hmm. all you want them to say. I mean, mm-hmm. other than this was spectacular and we love it. The food was awesome and the music was great. Of course. This is so them. Mm, I love so that. So just, just do that. I had a question more broadly given our experience with um, our venue situation Ooh. about how to maintain as, as calm a demeanor as <laughs> one can when things don't go according to plan because I'm a, I'm a planner, I'm a type mm. A person, and that almost broke me. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't know. go through this whole extra year feeling like this. So, yeah. I think it's as similarly as someone who's kind of in control 
or likes to be in control. And I, I do, you know, I've done what I've done for this many years. You're going to have to be okay with everything not being okay. And you're just mm. going to have to learn that. And you also have to remember that only you know what it was supposed to ever be. No one else knows mm. what was in your head. You're the only one that knows, no, it was supposed to be like this, this, and there was going to be this and this. And they're walking in. They're like, yo, this is dope. And this is amazing. And you're like, but it was supposed to. Don't kill their dream. <laughs> if they're having a good time, why are you going to kill their dream? It's fine. So I think it's just con- managing your expectations and understanding it's not ever going to be 100%. You're going to get a good 85 Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. Nothing's ever going to go swimmingly because one, you can't take your own pictures. One, you can't cook your own food. You can't be the bartender. Sure. You cannot do everything. So you can, you're only as good as the creative partners that you hire. Mm-hmm. But I would say, make sure your expectations are extremely clear. And as someone who is kind of like, I want this and I want control over that. And I want, con-, make sure you have a clear understanding of how you want it to be. And you've communicated that effectively because no one can read what's in your mind. And if you know right. you've exhausted how you want it to be mm-hmm. and it still gets uh, gets you to like 90% and you're like, all right, I'll take it. Mm-hmm. Learn to be okay with that. I think that's all okay. I can say is you're just going to have to be okay with it not being okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's like you're going to be married. Right. That's the point. Right. You're going to be married. That is all that matters. Right. Everything else is just exceptionally fabulous cherry on top. (laughs) Yeah, icing on the cake. I hear that. Cool. Speaking of people, their expectations, my own, as you know, we have a large wedding. And one of the questions that I also had with a lot of people visiting is how to manage having quality time with everyone over the course Mm. of that whole weekend? Because I know I have heard from a lot of my friends who have gotten married, like that day of feels like a blur and you're so in. So, but I still want to make sure that that people feel seen by me, like legitimately beyond just like looking at me. (laughs) Um, And that I, that I get to have meaningful connections with as many people as possible. So over the course of those three days, we're, you know, we're doing a rehearsal dinner and welcome party the day before Mm. we're having a brunch the day after. Do you have any tips on how to kind of just like spread the love as much as I can? You're going to give it your best shot. That's all I'm going to (laughs) say. Just because that day evolved, each day evolves so differently by who shows up when mm-hmm. and where your attention goes. I would say your focus is only to be present and don't focus on trying to reach this many people or have a checklist of like, I didn't get to talk to that person. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that your time is delightfully little. So I would say just give it your best and be present with whomever is in front of you. But do your best to also work the room and mm-hmm. try and say like, I'm going to catch up with you in a few. But if the conversation's meaningful and you're in it, just be in it. Don't feel the need to rush off to do something else because that's future thinking. Mm-hmm. You want to give give every instance of that weekend. And I think that's one of the reasons it becomes a blur is because you're feeling stressed to go and talk to everyone. Talk to the people you connect with and mm-hmm. talk to the people that come up with you. And that's all that matters. I don't, don't feel the stress to like, I'm not going to be able to reach everyone. That's what thank you cards are for. And everyone knows uh-huh. that. Uh-huh. Try and get your picture. Try and tr- like try and do the quick thing. But ultimately, the most important thing is to make time for yourself, right? Because you're going to be spread thin so much over those three days that you don't want to. Your cup is going to be depleted quickly, mm-hmm. and you won't be able to give anything if you're empty. Mm-hmm. So focus first on making sure you're taken care of a hundred percent over those days, and you have some time to just 
<sighs> catch your breath. And sure. then that way you can really work your room and be present with as many people as possible. Mm, I like that. All right. Good. So you got some styling questions. I do. <laughs> You're talking about trends. We're talking about tire. We're talking about music festival attire. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> For myself, bridesmaids, all of it. I know how you feel about bridesmaids, but... Yeah, well, you get it. It's fine. We're, we're in it now. We they, are. They're, they're part it's of the theme. Too late they're, to they're, turn back. Too late. They're part of the theme. We're going to put them to use. Exactly. Well, we've got just the expert on the line. They're dialing in not right now. We're going to talk to them about some styling. I'm very, very excited to see where this too. goes. <laughs> Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. And now it's time to ask our expert. Each episode, we'll be inviting wedding experts and insiders onto the podcast to dig deeper into our bride's biggest problem areas. For this episode, we have on Liza Lieberman, a New York-based bridal and personal stylist to help winter with her festival theme, but still keeping it slightly bridal. Liza, meet Winter. <laughs> so great to meet you, Winter. This wedding sounds amazing. Oh, thank you. It's so nice to meet you as well. We're so excited. So... When you're doing a theme wedding, earlier we talked about even just having the attire of your staff kind of even lean into the theme. What are some other suggestions you have when it comes to, you know, trying to stay a little bridal, but leaning into your theme? I think the best way to lean into a theme is to exaggerate it and accessories. Mm. So typically when you're styling a look, while you've said you want to keep it bridal, there are so many ways to bring in your theme with these like little dribs and drabs here and there in your outfit, as well as, you know, in your decor. So usually I would say that when you're thinking of jewelry and you're thinking of your shoe and your bag and any sort of accessories you might have, that that's a great place to start playing. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking along those lines of, looking back through the archives of all the photos I've taken at festivals with my fiance and kind of like, what are some of the things that I wore as inspiration or maybe some pieces that I want to rewear on the big day? Yeah, mm -hmm. totally. And that also like brings in the memorabilia of it all, right? Like, mm -hmm. so looking back into some of your past looks that you've worn at festivals or even some pieces that you've worn and trying to incorporate it into your day. I actually think that jewelry is like the coolest way to bring in um, pieces of your family or, or memories. Um, a lot of times that brides think, you know, well, does this look good? But a lot of it is, does it feel good? Does it feel mm -hmm. happy? Does it bring back moments that are important to you? So I feel like that's such a great way to, to incorporate your theme into your looks. Totally. Speaking of, does it feel good? I was curious, what are your thoughts on sneakers at reception? Because my mother, my future mother-in-law has several thoughts on this, but this might be a hill that I'm willing to die on here. So, 
Look, I am all for sneakers. I'm all for comfort. You're spending a lot on this day. This day is also super important to you. It's an important moment in your life. You want to be feel comfortable. You don't want to be thinking like, oh, I wish I could, I wish I inserted another like foot pad into this shoe. If you're <laughs> if your feet are burning and you want to change into your shoes, you go and change. That would be my recommendation. Cool, cool. I have also never worn anything besides a sneaker at a festival. So for keeping it authentic. <laughs> yeah. And it's if it's like if that's your look and that's true to you, then a hundred percent I absolutely would. I think that you're definitely going for sneakers here. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. So when it comes to bridesmaids, because she's got eight of them, um, what's the direction you give? And and Winter, tell us, are you letting them kind of choose their own adventure? Are you giving them guidelines or what, where are you in the process of managing the attire for them right now? Yeah. So I have given them color swatches and basically a color theme of gold and champagne. And within that, they can choose whatever silhouette, whatever fabric best suits them. Mm. So that's an amazing choice of color palette for a big group because it allows everyone in the group to play a little bit for what's best for their skin tone, but also will stay really beautiful when you're looking at photos. So just off the bat, I think that's awesome. Oh, great. And Winter, I I don't know. And Liza, you can tell me, I always suggest they send you a picture of them in the dress prior to their purchasing it. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yes. So this is something that I do as my job. So I style bridesmaids groups all the time. And you would be very surprised by what people come up with when they're playing with a color palette. And you're just like, mm, how did you, how did we get, you get here? There? How'd How'd you get there? <laughs> but like, the best part of my role is I'm not the bride. So I get to say like, I'm so sorry, but that's not it. Um, But sometimes it can be a little bit harder for the bride. But look, like at the end of the day, your bridesmaids are your bridesmaids because they're important to you and they want this day to be exactly what you want. So I wouldn't be afraid to say how you're feeling and just just nip it in the butt right there. You know, like as soon as you see that it's not it, I would explain why the dress isn't right for the group. And then I would say, here's an example of something that's more appropriate. Mm. Just so like you're sending them more on the direction of where you're looking to go and making it, you know, less vague because obviously something got off track for them. Not <laughs> not necessarily saying that that's your fault, but it's just helpful for them to get um, a little bit more of like a targeted path. Mm, yeah. yeah. Do you ever suggest pointing them in the right direction of, and and Winter, this may not be your case, like maybe your girls got this down packed, but just thinking of our other listeners, do you ever suggest like giving them three to four different retailers to purchase the dress from or like how, because I I can see like you're saying they could really go rogue and maybe you're up like three months out and you're like, ah, we got to find you a dress. So what do you really suggest about how do you point them in the right direction sometimes other than a swatch and a fabric? Yeah, totally. So this again is is something I do all the time. So I will I will take you all through it. So basically, you're, I'm giving the the bridesmaids a color palette to work with. Within that color palette, I'll suggest examples. So I'll lay out, let's say, eight to twelve dresses um, of different styles that I think would suit different body types. 
And then I'll provide links to all of those dresses. I feel like that's usually a good start for a group of bridesmaids to get a feel for what the general aesthetic is. Mm. And it also gives an idea of like, this is the type of vibe I want for the group. And I think it's also important to make sure that those links that you're providing are a different price point so that people can feel comfortable when they're shopping. Because the last thing you want to do is make someone feel uncomfortable when they're going to purchase a dress that they like and they're, it's just way over budget, you know? So I think that as long as you're giving examples that are, that are truly attainable, you know, something that your bridesmaids can purchase, then I think you're really off to a great start. That makes so much sense. And yeah, making these dresses accessible is super important to me because um, I know with all of my my peers going to each other's weddings, how many of these were going to a year. Yeah. And as a, I'm also a professor when I'm not a dance instructor. So I love a rubric. I love setting clear standards. <laughs> Yeah. And like, it sounds like you have some time till your wedding. So I wouldn't be shy in getting out and telling your bridesmaids ahead of time. Like this is, this is what I'm thinking style wise, um, because they might not even have to purchase a dress. They may have a friend or a family member who has a dress that would work perfectly. And not only is, is that great for their budget, but it's also sustainable Sustainable. fashion. So Mm -hmm. that's, I would, I would get started on that sooner rather than later. Totally. I also had a question about how to make my look cohesive with Alex, my fiance, because I feel like Mm -hmm. so much of the emphasis is on looking at the bride, but also he's going to be up there too. (laughs) Yeah, totally. So can you tell us a little bit about what he's wearing, if he has any ideas so far? I think it's still kind of up in the air, um, but Mm -hmm. he loves the color blue. We'll probably be wearing some sort of blue suit. And if you have any like ideas on how to jazz that up too, I'm all ears. Oh, totally. So a lot of this will have to do with the attire of the wedding. Um, Like, you know, whether it's black tie or if you're going to keep it cocktail, formal, that kind of thing. But I will say it sounds like since you said blue suit and not blue tux, that we're not going black tie. So I would, I would play with the accessories for men. So a pocket square is usually a nice way to tie back into something that you would wear or some sort of accessory. Obviously you're going for a festival theme. So that can get really interesting. I think for a guy, like there are little, um, on lapels, there can be a little buttonhole. You can put something through that. That might be something like a nod to the theme. Um, I would get playful with it because also like these are things that can change throughout the night. So for your ceremony, you can keep it simple and classic and your pictures can look that way. And then he can have a little bit of his own moment and change with his accessories too, if you want. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would, I would play around with that and I would tie that back into your accessories, but I wouldn't change your, you know, main statement outfit you know, the base of your outfit or the base of his, I would just find little pieces that connect the two. Got it. Yeah. We've had a few couples who wear matching sneakers after the ceremony, like they'll change into like a really elaborate pair of sneakers that both match or have some detailing that makes one look like a his and hers situation. So I know that you're leaning into the sneaker. It's like maybe you're doing really cool retro sneakers that are really I'm not a sneakerhead at all, but maybe that speak to that 
crew. Um, and maybe they're, you know, spray painted in a certain way or they're, you know, they match your wedding colors or something. So that's a cool way to just really match the theme and also lean into, you know, I know you're and your mother-in-law is anti-sneaker, but if you're both wearing sneakers <laughs> that are really cool, it's 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 we're great. We're matching. So <laughs> going to a festival for your bachelorette. How exciting. Yeah. <laughs> like, duh. What are some <laughs> cool bridal outfits she should think about for herself and even the wedding party? Like, are, should she do mood boards or what are your thoughts there? I love a mood board. I love when you get specific with a theme. If you're, you know, working within a color palette, I think that looks so cool in the pictures, but look like I, I don't, ever want to get too over the top where it feels so contrived that like the group is kind of like, can we just go enjoy ourselves? Like, this is so annoying. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but at the same time, there are so many fun ways to play with your outfits. And as you said earlier, you've been looking back at your pictures and what you've worn to other festivals and it brings back such amazing memories. So I might tie some of those looks in like having, having those, looks again is almost like a really great nod to your relationship and is really fun for your bachelorette. I know that I, on for my engagement pictures, I wore the outfit I wore on my first date, not because mm-hmm. I thought that it was like the greatest outfit ever. <laughs> I just wore it because I thought it was really cool that my husband and I got the chance to just memorialize the outfits that we chose the night we met each other, you know? So it's kind of nice to like bring back some of those really cool looks that maybe you have worn before and then like tie that into what's cool now. What's trendy now. That's so beautiful. I'm, I'm such a sappy gal. I just like (laughs) any way to like tie into old romance. I'm going to like pull that into the day or, or any event leading up to that day for that matter. Um, I had a question about, I mean, obviously we're looking at a year out from now or wedding date but I'm starting to think about how I'm going to look starting now. Um, trends change. <laughs> um, things come and go. How would you suggest I add some flair and whimsy, but also maybe anticipating the fact that like style will eventually evolve by the time we reach this time next year? Yeah. So I guess it depends. It depends on a few things. So usually a like, the trendier outfit would be the outfits that are outside of your main event, right? So like your welcome dinner is where I would really lean in or your rehearsal dinner rather is really when I would lean into something trendy and cool. And I would emphasize waiting to pick that when you're like four or five months out, because as you said, trends do change. And so right now you're seeing a lot of heavy embellishment, feathers, pearls on everything. And who's to say that you're still going to want to wear that, you know, Mm -hmm. six months from now, let alone a year from now. Um, And also sometimes you get sick of seeing it over and over and over again. So while it might sound nice to like be prepared and have your outfit, a lot of times when people pick it a year in advance, by the time it comes around, they're almost bored of it and they've Mm -hmm. never even worn it yet. So I would say that, you know, yes, right now there are so many cool, fun trends with embellishments and 
And that's what I would suggest for a bride who's getting married three or four months from now. But for you, I think I'd wait and, and kind of sit on it and see what comes out. But at the end of the day, even if, you know, the next trend is who knows what, you want to really keep true to you and, and what is your own personal style. Because the, my number one piece of advice is you want to look and feel like you that day. And you want to do your best effort to be able to look back at those pictures seven, 10 years down the road and say like, oh, like there's me. Like, I, I like that. You don't have to love it, but I don't want you to hate it when you're looking back at, at your outfit, you know? Sure. So I think even though like the, the trends will change and come and go, no matter what you pick, I would pick something that is something you would have liked five years ago, because it's probably something you'll like five years from now. Fallon, it's like you just said, that's so you. <laughs> yeah, just, just you look back and say, that's so you. That's so you guys. And understanding you've already picked out some dresses. Like, like would it be possible if, because sometimes these dresses are an investment. Can you take them to like a seamstress or a, a tailor and just say, hey, my style's changed and maybe it was a longer dress. Do you mind shortening it a bit? Like, can we just tweak it to maybe what's more in trend once you get closer to the date? You can see if you want to tweak it a hair. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, there are so many things you can do to address. Yeah. You can make it completely unrecognizable from what it once yeah. was. But um, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You can you can add something to the sleeve. You can change an embellishment on the neckline. You can do all kinds of things leading up to the wedding. But the one thing you really want to make sure is, is good from the get-go is the fit of the dress. So you just want to make sure that whatever you change and add that it's more of like a cosmetic addition and not necessarily changing the pattern of the dress, the mm. structure of, or jumpsuit or whatever it is that, that you're wearing. I love a jumpsuit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Me too. I stand a jumpsuit. <laughs> this is kind of in line with what we were discussing earlier, but thinking about accessories for our guests <laughs> to kind of get the party going. I was thinking about like maybe some trippy, like fun glasses for them or, you know, other sorts of fun bracelets that they can wear or, you know, cause there's like arm candy is a big thing in festivals. Like mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on providing accessories for the guests and maybe some other ideas on how to, to jazz them up a little bit too? That sounds extremely fun and very over the top. I love it. <laughs> it's like I'm attending the wedding and you're dressing me. This is fabulous. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think bracelets are really cool. I also, th- I think glasses are cool, but they, they usually like get in the way of people actually being able to physically see. So I probably mm. wouldn't do that. I think like, I think bracelets are cool. I don't, what else is like, um, you tell me since you're the festival goer, I'm not like the coolest festival chick. I'm not going to lie. Um, <laughs> tell me like what other people wear to festivals. Like what are like some cool accessories that people like to wear? Yeah, maybe like some neon or like white accessories to glow in a black light we're planning on mm. having. Um, or like even things that they can hold like glow sticks or, you know, some. Yeah, I like that. I like that a lot. I think I think the glow stick thing would be really cool. And can't you like connect them and wrap them around? Oh, yeah, and all that to like stuff? necklaces. Um, this is like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that's a really cool way to not only like accessorize your guests, but make the vibe feel really fun, like a mm-hmm. real rager. And yeah. I think also on a sustainability front, I know how sometimes those things are just, they, they are, they are themselves. Um, <laughs> maybe think of a fabric that, 
could have been reused. Like I'm thinking of a scarf that maybe you could have like scarves that have your logo on them or something that mm -hmm. they can tie around their neck that maybe happen to glow in the dark, but they're a fabric and they're a little bit more easy on the environment. And they also mm -hmm. can tie them around their arms. They can tie them around their necks, maybe use them as like a headband or do a ponytail situation. But that could be something that people just easily grab and go after the cocktail hour before they head in. Um, that could be a really cool, fun way, but maybe playing with different textiles too. And there are fun ways you can even send them things in their welcome bag, but also think about things that could be a part of an invitation that detaches, that could turn into a bracelet and say, hey, make sure you wear this for the day that's maybe like perforated. And they bring the bracelet to the party that already has a glow in the dark paper type of thing. So I love that idea. Wow. That's such a good idea. Yeah. So I was like, you guys can, there's tons of cool ways to play. I think your, your attire is going to lead the charge with like making this show all that it is, is going to be. And, and just let them know it's going to be black light. So Come, come wearing whites. Yeah, if, <laughs> right. if you put it, if you put it on the invite, I would make a note saying like, we would love to have you wear yeah. this for the big day. Yeah, because we were talking earlier. I was like, don't tell them come in heels. Don't tell them come. Don't tell them come ready to because they're it's a it's a stations it's festival. So tell them be prepared to potentially dance all night long. Like your feet are gonna hurt. So don't don't come in those stilettos. <laughs> <laughs> What are some other tips, I think, Liza, that you guys have just on how to prepare your guests and how to prepare yourself for wedding day attire, things to look out for, and just kind of high-level things that you've been hearing, seeing lately that you'd love the listeners to know? Mm -hmm. So I, there's, I have this giant bag that I bring with me whenever I'm styling a wedding and I'm on site. And in the bag is endless items that I will start rallying off. Um, and you should have these things with you because I've actually used them all. So the first one sounds like you won't really need, which is usually like a nice gel foot pad. I like to have those with me, obviously for the bride, but I think it's really nice if you can have those in some sort of basket in the bathroom, because there might be someone out there on the dance floor or wherever they are dancing, whose feet are either have like a really bad blister. So you want to have like a blister pad or something for like the inside of a shoe. I think that's a really thoughtful, nice, like gift to have for somebody that's better than like a box of Altoids. Um, <laughs> next thing I like to have is a small sewing kit because lots of people have, you know, issues when they're getting their dresses on little holes pop up around zippers and it's embarrassing. And it's nice to have something like that on, on site for you and also for your guests. Um, I also like to have tape. You know, we, we, we ladies sometimes like to wear things that are a bit daring, um, and might not want to have the, the, the slip of sorts. So I think having fashion tape is a really nice thing for, for you and for your guests, um, to make sure that, you know, if, if something, if they had something on and maybe it wasn't working out the way they originally placed it, that you can, you can place that a bit better. And then obviously it's just nice to have, um, outside of the regular tape, like a, like a cover, a nipple cover is something that a lot of people like to, to have, but that's usually what's in my styling bag. And I usually have like 12 versions of each thing just cause I'm a little crazy like that. But I think, um, you know, putting, putting thought into how you felt at other people's weddings and mishaps you've had in the past is a really good way to prepare for everybody else. And, you know, Love things they might mm. encounter. I love that. And winter, I think 
talking to your wedding planner too about how she helps on the day of the wedding. Because I know for myself, I'm usually not in the room. I'm usually running around doing things. And we always suggest having a stylist on hand um, for our couples so that they can help you get in the dress, make sure it's taken care of appropriately. They can steam the dresses for your lady. So what Liza does is like tremendously helpful into making sure everyone looks spectacular in their absolute best Um, and understanding if you're not, you know, just price, price, if you can't afford it, I'm just going to say it like that. Unfortunately, stylists are a, a luxury that are absolutely spectacular. I always absolutely suggest it, sometimes require it. If you can't and you have a bridesmaid or a maid of honor, this is a this is a great task to delegate to folks. Like, mm-hmm. you got to help me get in this dress. You got to make sure the ladies have their dresses steamed. You got to be on call if the guy doesn't know how to tie his, his bow tie, that kind of thing. So <laughs> l- l- calling lies is like absolutely number one paramount. Make it happen. If you can't identify who's going to be that person that really makes sure everyone looks exceptional on that day, especially if you don't have a plan or two. Liza, what would you say? I think that's sound advice. That's what I did on my day. Um, I also think if you're wearing a veil or, or anything that might be blowing in the wind, tell whoever is taking care of you that day. If I'm standing up during my wedding and it's like blowing in the air, I want, I want you to come up and fix it or I don't just, I'll just take it out and leave it. It's nice to over communicate with whoever Mm. will be helping you on the day because sometimes people get a little awkward, especially if it's like a friend who's like, I don't know if she wants me up there. I don't know if she doesn't. Should I I want you or not? (laughs) Yeah. So usually for for me too, it's like, it's like, come on up, come fix this, please. Um, but I think yeah. just over communicate what your wants and needs will be for that day, um, just so that they know like how to show up for you. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about that earlier. I was like, let your expectations be really, really clear. You've got eight humans and everyone knows I can't stand a bridal party, wedding party. <laughs> so one of them eight people needs to tell me when something's in my tooth. One of them eight girls needs to carry my lipstick. One of the other ones needs to carry my tampons. All of you guys should have all the things that would be held in my clutch. So you all are there to, they're all there to make sure you look beautiful. So like Just Lisa saying, like, let them know you're not going to ruin the picture because the, the photographer is going to take a lot of pictures. It's not just that one picture. They're going to take a lot. And if you're in one of them, they just will delete it. It will be fine. You're not ruining a moment. You're not ruining anything. Just make sure I look beautiful at every turn. Thank you. And hold my bouquet. It's heavy. <laughs> Wait. So very important thing about the bouquet. Very important thing about the bouquet that I wish somebody told me. I held my bouquet for like every picture. Oh. Literally every picture. Uh-huh. So this giant floral bomb is just covering my dress <laughs> in every outfit. No. So big piece of advice for you and for all of the brides out there. Hold it for a little while and ditch it. You Let have it this go. beautiful. Yes. Yeah. You don't walk around yes. with flowers every day. That's not something At you all. do every day. I think like go take At beautiful all. pictures without that bouquet. I don't know what I was thinking. If I could go back, I would not even think I'd get it. It's just I mean, like they're so the flowers expensive. in the ground. Yeah. Also, yeah. like these are on the ground. They're beautiful on the ground. Why, why do I have to carry this? This is silly. And, <laughs> I mean, to follow up there, also don't hold your dress up. 
all my brides so just oh. hold, they pick up their dress in an effort to protect it. I was like, so what day are you actually going to let it drag on the floor? The other <laughs> this, day this that's not your day. wedding? This <laughs> is the day. I literally say, this is the day. Let that baby drag. Let her get dirty. Let her get messy. Every time I see the girl just holding it up, like, what, 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 what are you saving it for? It is now. <laughs> now is showtime. Drop the dress. Because so many pictures will come back of you holding that dress in an effort mm -hmm. to protect her for some other day that you might wear it cleaning your kitchen. Not sure what that's going to look like for you. Drop the dress. <laughs> drop the bouquet. Thanks, Liza. Um, let it roll. Wear your dress. Wear it in all its glory and let it fly. Mm. I think that's what – I think we've done our jobs here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that is it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. Liza, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram, Liza Lieberman Style. Um, and my new website will be coming out, I think, right when this episode airs, which will be LizaLieberman.com. Love. All right, Winter, yeah. where can we listen and or see this EDM festival wedding that I might crash? <laughs> oh, please come. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at Winstagram NYC. Follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday, so be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Betches.